Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Good afternoon, everyone. Would you like to feel divinely renewed? Well, our incredible guest, Dana Carpenter, so eloquently releases golden rays as she delivers meditations brought forth by a group of divine beings, ascended masters, sitras, sages, gurus, that begin to appear in her meditation since January 2011. In 2012, it was her understanding that they have mastered all there is to be learned on the planet and now wish to combine their energies as a group to gift the planet with what Dana is calling a download of divine love for the purpose of supporting us in our moments on the planet Earth. Dana, we certainly are ready to hear more about this. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Paula, during the week earlier, I was gifted an experience with Dana, leading me in a meditation that when it ended, I was in a state of bliss and couldn't even talk, except to say that there were no words. And at the moment, to describe my journey with Dana and the Masters, I still feel this way, and I did and still feel divinely renewed. Dana Carpenter says that she is a spiritual adventurer, who has spent the majority of her life working in the medical field with a love for science. She worked for over 20 years as a practicing laboratory professional, a cytotechnologist. That's a professional that examines slides microscopically in order to support an evaluation of an individual's health. And for eight years, she was a college professor at the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center and 13 years as a laboratory inspector and trainer for government agencies. Dana began meditating at the Lotus Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, in 74, with Satguru Otto Allison, who was a genius at teaching meditation classes and practices. Otto traveled the world, gathering up the best of what the world's religions and spiritual practices had to offer in order to develop the curriculum of the Lotus um, Center School. Dana learned the key teachings and energetic meditation techniques from many different disciplines as taught by Otto, including such practices as uh, Kriya Yoga, uh, Radha Soami, and how to initiate the students into lamplighter path. Paula, please tell us more. Okay, well, this is Dana. 
Okay, well, well I was just going to say that my teacher's name is Oddly. Oddly. Oh, okay, thank you. Like odd, like ODD. <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, since semi-retiring in 2013, Dana now devotes her time to exploration of the inner world through meditation and implementation of the knowledge she has received into everyday life. She directs the teachings of the Master's Meditation School at the Unity Spiritual Life Center and teacher's meditation at Yoga Home for Therapeutics in Oklahoma City. And Dana will be with us here in Las Gatas this coming Sunday, June 15th. That's June 15th, so everybody that's in the area is so lucky to be able to be able to join Dana. Dana, welcome to our show. We're, we're going to have an exciting hour, I'm sure. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate so much you having me on. Well, you, were, you really had an interesting life before the uh, you started with the receiving from the Divine Masters. So I think maybe they chose you because of all of the different um, tools that you already had in your pocket. Well, I often wonder. I have no idea why they chose me, but I'm glad that they did. And it's been really (laughs) so much fun working with them. Um, I, I, I don't know if this is a time to do it, but they do have a message that they wanted me to share with everyone listening today. Would this be a good time to do that? Yes, of course. Okay. Um, just to sort of introduce their message, uh, a few years ago I went on a trek in Europe with some friends from around the country, and we were uh, following the path of Mary Magdalene. It's kind of a journey based on the books of Kathleen McGowan, The Expected One, The Book of Love, and The Poet Prince, and we were fascinated by that whole concept of Mary Magdalene's life um, after the life she had with Jesus. And um, in getting ready for that, we each kind of had our own little initiation with Mary Magdalene, and what she showed us how to do was to inhale at the top of the head and bring in this beautiful energy. At the time, I didn't know to call it divine love, but today I'll call it divine love. And in your head, say something like, I am open to receive, allowing your body permission to let this energy come in. And with the the, uh, conference that we're having today, the conversation that we're having, these masters will be flowing this divine love energy coming to you like a wave, like an ocean wave. And so silently at the top of your head throughout the program you could keep saying to yourself I am open to receive and allowing this energy to come in and then as it comes in with the inhale as you exhale allow yourself to flow that energy down through your body into your head and your neck and down your arms and out your fingers and down into your torso and your abdomen and down your legs and out your feet into the earth and Think something like, I release and let go. So you'll be bringing in this divine love energy and releasing whatever you're ready to release today by the energy that's coming in. And the message that they wanted me to share with you is this, that divine love energy that they share is for everyone on the planet to experience. It is inclusive, not exclusive. Each and every one of you is precious and special. You are worthy of receiving love. 
Sometimes in our lives we don't feel this way, but affirm this for yourself each night as you are falling asleep and each morning as you are waking up. Speak sincerely to yourself, I love you, you are precious, you are special, you are worthy of receiving love. And when you feel that feeling of love flowing through you, step into it and become it. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful message. It is. Paula, I just need to say we have some um, maybe cracking or some noises in the show. Are you hearing this as well as me? Yes. Uh, Dana, can you say something? I was just thinking maybe it was the energies of the masters coming through. (laughs) Well, I can keep talking if that helps you see if it's from my phone. that's, That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It, I, I was receiving that was the energy from the uh, masters. Okay. So. All right. Interfering Good. electrically. You know, they like to be in those electric lines going out on the airwaves. <laughs> so, Dana, tell us, who are these masters? Who are they? And when did you begin meditating with them, and how did this come about? Okay, um, I'll, I'll back up a little bit and lay a little groundwork. I, as you mentioned, I'd been meditating since 1974. Uh, in around about 2000, I decided that I wanted to start teaching, and that's a whole other story we can talk about later if you'd like to. But um, teaching at the Unity Church in Oklahoma City, I have a group of students that come every week, and it's usually different students every week, but we have kind of a formal uh, curriculum based on the teachings of Audley that helps the students develop specific techniques and build certain energy fields working towards this goal of enlightenment, I guess you could could call it. Um, We have another faction of the school that we call Soul Growth and Development, and it's open to anyone that wants to come, and we try to focus more on uh, what does your soul really need? What's your purpose here in life? What can you do uh, energetically and in your daily life to help your life be better by clearing out energies that aren't helpful and establishing practices that are helpful for you? So every year, Around um, January, we move into a phase of goal setting and laws of success and thinking about, well, what was last year like? And we actually go through a meditation where we clear the previous year, anything unresolved from the previous year. We kind of do that on New Year's. And then the first week or so of the new year, we start focusing on what do we want to bring in this year that will help us in our soul growth and development. Well, um I got this idea from a phone meditation that I'd had with a friend that had just been the most, I don't know, one of the most amazing experiences that I've had. We ended up going on this phone meditation to like Renaissance Italy. And we had the opportunity to work with and meet, I guess you could say like um, gifted Italian artists. You know, I didn't recognize them, but they were beings such as you might think Da Vinci, Raphael, Michelangelo, Botticelli, what it might have been like to be in an environment where you were working with them on an everyday basis. They were like um, master beings who seemed to know everything about life and they had the spirit of, of creativity flowing through them and they had the ability to have it come out of them in these beautiful forms of art. 
And so my friend that I was working with, it turned out these were her mentors. These were her inner mentors. And it was just so wonderful and to be around them. They were happy and laughing. There was no jealousy or bickering. They were just truly enjoying life. And this energy of love and appreciation was all around them. And I thought, wow, what would our lives be like if we could live surrounded by people like this? It would just be so wonderful. And I kind of got the idea that perhaps they were these uh, incredible beings who travel through space and time and periodically come to planet Earth to help us, you know, help remind us what it's about to be here, how beautiful it is here, all the beautiful nature things, all the wonderful music and art and everything that's available to us, and they just express that. So I thought, well, in our meditation then, why don't we ask for an inner mentor to help us with our purpose here in life? And so all the students really liked it. We did that one week with the inner mentor. And then the following week we thought, well, one is good. Maybe 12 would be better. So let's ask for a whole council of people to come help us with our goals and purpose in life and guide us in all different ways, you know, financially and networking and health. And, you know, we mentioned a lot of different things that we wanted help with. And in the meditation then we all asked for those um, that inner board of directors to come in. And when we did that in that class, these masters are the ones that came in for me as my board of directors and it just really blew me away because I knew who some of them were and some I had no idea who they were I had to do some research and find them but if you uh, look at the pictures on the website or if you have a flyer for the workshop you can always go back and look later but um, one of them was Ramana Maharshi and if you look at the pictures he's got uh, short gray hair and these just incredibly beautiful sweet eyes um, when you tune into the energy uh, that he shares it's just this pure love sweet energy that just uh, envelops you I had read about him in Ram Dass's book Be Love Now the back half of that book is about the saints of India and I had seen his photo in there but I really did not know much about him and then Baba Muktananda uh, is a Siddha, and Siddha meaning these uh, masters of the laws of this universe, the elements of this planet, who have this ability to harness all of these energies in a way that they can join them all together and have all the energies work together to be able to manifest and to clear away things that are uh, not pure and that need to be removed. Just very, very powerful being. I had never met him. I knew he had been in Oklahoma, and he had initiated my teacher, oddly, uh, into um, some realm of guruship, and he was really a powerful being and one of the big gurus going traveling through the United States in the 70s, but I'd never actually met him or worked with him. Uh, Dr. Bhagat Sin Thing Singh Thind uh, has the blue turban, and he was a Sikh, and he was my teacher, Audley's teacher, and very, very dedicated, very, very devoted, and just a wealth of knowledge and information. Even though I had known he had been Audley's teacher, I still did not know much about him. And let me say, the picture of Muktananda is the one he has these fierce-looking eyes and an orange robe, and at first I thought he was really kind of scary and intimidating, but now I've come to find that he's really loving and beautiful, and he's helped me tremendously, and I feel like we're good friends now and let me just say none of these beings that are on my board of directors are actually in a physical body anymore they're all in wherever they are in these um, higher planes of consciousness and I'll tell you more about that in a minute of course another was Jesus or Yeshua my teacher oddly also has on a, an orange robe uh, Maha Avatar Babaji those of you who have read autobiography of a yogi and are um, 
initiates in the Kriya Yoga path will know about Babaji, but in our school we call him the uh, Lord of Involution of Evolution, like in charge of evolving everything on the planet, including our own um, beingness as humans, with the next phase that we might be evolving into in our physical form and our spiritual form. And then Mary Magdalene, uh, Mother Mary, Jesus' mother, Anna, Mary's mother. Uh, I had only known about her through reading uh, Claire Hartsung's book, uh, Anna, Grandmother of Jesus. And then Divine Mother, not really a picture of that, but let's say the energy of Divine Mother was in that group. Lahiri Mahasaya, the father of Kriya. Again, if you're familiar with Autobiography of Yogi, uh, you know who Lahiri Mahasaya is, the one who Babaji initiated and, and started him on the path of uh, initiating everyone else in that Kriya lineage now here on the planet. And Mara Baba, who is Persian, and um, obviously I did not know him, but it turns out there's a shrine to him in Oklahoma at a little place called Prague, and I guess that must be close to the center of the United States, and apparently his mission was to share the consciousness of the East with the West, and the way that he had been given as a mission to do that was to spill his blood here, carrying his consciousness, and he actually had a car wreck in Prague, Oklahoma, that was fulfilling this purpose. He lived through it, but it was a major car wreck. And so they have a shrine there in Prague to Mirababa. And again, I didn't know who he was, but he must be the original Don't Worry, Be Happy. When I went to school at OU in Norman, there was something called the Love Light Cafe, and they had pictures of Mirababa everywhere, and he's always smiling. He's all about bliss and joy and happiness and just staying in that state. Wow. You sure had some board of directors. <laughs> I know. I know. Should I keep talking? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm saying too much. Okay, well, of I course have, that was rather shocking. If you have a question, go ahead. Yes. Uh, when you first started um, receiving this information from um, Roman, is your friend a painter or an artist? Uh, a musician. Musician. I was just wondering if all yeah. this came through her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it probably did, but it was more I think at least uh what I gained from it, I'm sure she gained other things, but it was putting me in touch with this idea that this divine, you might call it the Holy Spirit, flows through people and certain people have the ability to have them express out through them in these amazing works of creativity that we look at those and think, how could anyone possibly paint that or compose that or create that as a sculpture? And that kind of led me to see that's how they know how to just let that creative energy flow through them and are able to express it, you know, in a physical form. Yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. It was just incredible. Do you think our ancestors uh, knew this? All uh, knew this, you know, the artists and the and during the Renaissance period of time. You think our ancestors knew how to um, do what you're doing? I mean, to actually communicate and bring in information, and we lost it along the way. I think that's very, you know, that's quite possible. The place they took us to, they told us it was called the Academy. And it was like a place where um, 
all of these gifted people were allowed to pursue their craft and they were supported by, by I guess, rich people. And I thought, well, they weren't actually taught how to do this, were they? And what they kind of showed me was they were taught how to do certain things, like they had talents and abilities, but they learned how to hone their craft, like how to mix certain colors and take a beautiful work of art that was in a smaller scale, how to make it be on a larger scale, that kind of thing. But their actual inspiration and the beauty that came through them was all divinely inspired. So... Who knows? I mean, they had to have something special going on. When you go and see all that art, it's like, how in the world did anyone create this? It's just incredible. I know, it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. So, go on. I, I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I thought you might want to know... Um, what some of the initial messages and information that they gave me, uh, because as I said, I was rather shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, who are you? Why are you here? Why are you my board director? But anyway, what they said was that they um, they didn't call themselves ascended masters. That's what I'm calling them. What they basically said was that all they are concerned with right now is to share this pure love of the divine that, that's inside of them, that they've accumulated through all their years of mastery of meditation and work and everything else they've done uh, in their own lives to get to the point where they are so filled with this love that all they want to do is share that love with the people of this planet. And they decided to all join together so that they could combine their energy, and it's even stronger when all of their energies are together. And they wanted to bring it down as into what we're calling, and I now I can't remember if they gave me the name or I came up with the name, this download of divine love. And what they showed me was kind of like a scene of outer space, and the scene was like a pebble dropping in water, those waves that go out, you know, from a still pond when you drop a pebble on the waves that go out. They showed me that planet Earth is kind of in the trajectory of these waves of energy that some have already started, but there will be more coming. And they said this energy that's coming to the planet is of such a high vibration that the people on the planet, most of us here now, our vibration is not up to that level and they what their plan is to bring as much of that divine love energy to the planet as they can and into individual people to start raising the vibration of people so that as we are sort of bombarded by these waves of higher vibrational energy there won't be such a gap between where our vibration is and the vibration that's coming in so they're trying to close that gap and raise the vibration of the people on the planet and they said it may be so strong that at times it might knock out uh, even our satellite dishes and we'll lose communication that type of thing but to not worry that right now they are just all about flowing as much love to the planet as they can and they would like to get that out to everyone then uh, would you please tell people maybe or explain what a download is some people might not know okay um Think of like just like on your computer where you install a new program and, and you go through that little process where the software is being downloaded into your computer. In the meditation, uh, what happens with the people in the group is we call in the consciousness of each of the masters one by one, and what they'll do is uh, they'll share their energy with the group, this energy of love. Uh, this just Each one has a slightly different you might call an energy signature. Once you've meditated with all of them, you can recognize which one's energy is coming in, and you might ex everyone experiences them differently. But they share their energy of love with you individually, like an energy field that's coming into your body. 
and then at the end of the meditation they all join their energies together and do what they call the download of divine love and in this instance they they usually give it a like a tangible physical way of recognizing that's what's happening or an image and one of the images I've seen them use is like a milk pitcher that's filled with this energy and they've converted it into a liquid and then they pour that liquid into the top of your head and let it fill your brain and then often it will go down into your spine and it often fills each of the chakras full as if they're like reservoirs to hold this energy, this liquid light. And so the download is like really, almost literally, receiving the energy being poured into you. And I thought I might explain a little bit more about this divine love energy, or let me back up a minute. So at first, you know, I'd ask them, what should I call you? And they said, teachings of the masters. And I thought, well, that's kind of an odd name for a group, but it's kind of formal. I don't know, but that's what they told me to call them. Well, it's taken me a couple of years to figure out it's because they have things to teach us. (laughs) That's the (laughs) teachings. And so I know, duh, it took me a while to figure that out. So now what we've been doing uh, in our classes is we'll pick a topic like self-forgiveness or letting go or something that we're working on uh, as a group to help us with our own improvement of our own selves and our own soul growth and development and then we tune in to the masters and we ask them to give us their explanation and energetically share with us what they have to share on those different topics and so that has been so wonderful incredible the way that it's explained and the energy that you get from that the one on self-forgiveness was just incredible and that is actually on my website we can talk about that in a minute where people can tune in and and listen to that but lately what I've been doing is uh, kind of polling each of the masters on their definition of divine love and so I thought I might read one of those because they're so beautiful I'll give you another sense of what this energy is and this is what my teacher oddly shared in in answer to the question what is divine love it is a tangible energy force field getting stronger every day you can feel it experience it as a physical sensation it is the gathering up and harnessing of pure vibrational energy concentrated into a flow a movement of pure love streaming from the source of creation it is tuning up and raising the vibration of everything on the planet when you blend with that energy you become it you are it it begins to flow through your veins your lymphatic system your breath up and down your spine into your muscles and joints out your hands and feet it is for everyone but not everyone is aware of it this energy vibration of divine love will eventually encircle this planet in a more condensed concentrated version like a layer of insulation against forces of the universe impacting this planet we will all be super saturated with this divine love energy and if you want to experience it just just real briefly here here's what Ramana Maharshi suggested for experiencing it imagine or remember back when you're a kid and you like to um, 
eat that nectar that comes from honeysuckle, you'd pull that little stamen out and that little bubble, that clear bubble of nectar at the end of the honeysuckle. You could smell that fragrance and you could taste it. It's really sweet. What he says to do is imagine you can step inside that bubble of nectar of the honeysuckle. So just kind of take a moment and do that. And he says, feel that life teeming all around you. And imagine you can inhale the fragrance of the honeysuckle. And then he says, imagine a bathtub filled with a million honeysuckle blossoms, the nectar of those million blossoms. And imagine taking a bath in that nectar. And then go immerse yourself in that liquid so it's all around you and all through you. And just experience that teeming life energy of that honeysuckle nectar all through you. And he says, this is divine love. Become one with it. Be it. Wow. You know, this is interesting. And I'll never forget, I had a download a couple of days before you came in. (laughs) And we talked. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I was getting prepared for you, I guess, because um, I had such a wonderful experience during a meditation with you. Um, there, I really felt renewed, completely divinely renewed. And um, I've never experienced a meditation like what you delivered. It, it is really awesome. Well, thank you. What? Yeah. Um, go ahead, Paula. I was just going to ask, is it always the same masters that come in uh, when you do meditations for groups, or do you have different ones come in because different people are there and they have different masters? That is a very good question. And what I always tell the group is uh, it's not limited to these masters that have come in as my board of directors. I invite them to invite all of the masters that work with them because, as they've said, it's inclusive. And I seem to think all those guys are friends with each other. You know, wherever they are, they all know each other. They all share. And we also invite in angels, you know, all the divine beings. And I also inc- uh, encourage everyone to invite their own divine aspect of themselves, their own soul, their own counsel, whoever they uh, attune to in these higher planes. But in the actual divine love download meditations, I go through and specifically ask for each of these masters to share their energy. But different people have told me after the meditation other masters that they experienced during the meditation. Does that answer your question? And the other thing is it's very much in the moment. So every single time we've done it, it's a completely different experience because it definitely depends on who is there and who is there receiving. And it completely is uh, tailored specifically to that group by the masters. Somehow they have the ability to do that. Yeah, I, I previously I've had experience with Paramahansa Yogananda and also Babaji. And uh, like you said, you know, they're, the masters are there and they come in to share with you. And that's, that, you know, is, is really terrific. It, there's not an experience like what you've delivered um, when, that I experienced. Will the participants in this workshop have the opportunity to experience this download of divine love during the workshop? Oh, very much so. That will be the the first half of the workshop. That will be the divine love download. 
And so each one will have their own individual experience. And once once you've meditated with these masters, and actually I'm sure you could do it anyway, but it just might be easier for you. Once you've meditated with them, as I said, you'll recognize their energy signature. You're connected with them, and you can continue meditating with them on your own. Could you, you uh, what's the biggest, I was going to say, what's the biggest surprise that's ever happened to you while um, doing the meditations for groups? I mean, is there something that just stands out in your mind that happens during I have during to the- say, we're all just, they're always just awe and wonder. It's, it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, except it's almost like you're in a sacred ceremony. Because each one of you shares, each one of them shares something so amazingly sacred. Well, I guess I could... Um, I guess I could just go through one of the things that happened um, since we could kind of give people a personal sense of what it's like. But um, it's like each thing is just so special and sacred. It's just, I don't know, it's really hard to, to understand that anything could be that that incredibly valid. But I will, I will talk you through one of these because I think it's important and I wasn't sure that we'd have time to do it, but it might fit well with this question. Uh, we had called in. And we'd been working on the sacred heart, opening the sacred heart. And um, the energy or the beings of Jesus and Mary Magdalene came in and put their hands on top of our heads. Like it almost seemed like physically they were there. And people after the class told me it seemed like almost physically they were there. I could feel their hands on top of my head. And what they did and what they were representing, I felt, was this... um, archetype of the divine feminine and the divine masculine so i always would invite people if you have some other beings that represent that for you then call them in to represent that for you but that's who came in our meditation class and so you can just take a moment and imagine that um yeshua master jesus and mary magdalene have their hands on top of your head and uh, imagine that they are flowing this loving energy that each of them possess up and down through your spine and through your whole being. And just allow yourself to feel that sweet energy coming into you. It's so sweet and nurturing. And then what they did was they lit a flame in the pineal just like literally lighting a flame in the pineal, and they both breathed into it like a bellows, like a filling the flame with their breath, which made it become larger and brighter. And flames in our meditation represent consciousness. So it was this beautiful consciousness being lit in the pineal of everyone in the room. And then they went to the heart. And they did the same thing. They lit a flame in the heart and they breathed into it until it grew larger and larger, brighter and brighter. So just take a moment and allow yourself to feel that beautiful loving energy coming into you and the sweetness of their energy as they fill your heart with that flame of consciousness. And then they went to the base of the spine and lit a flame at the base of the spine and breathed into it with their breath, with their consciousness, and had it grow and become large. And then they began um, with their hands kind of fanning the flames at the base until the flames at the base rose up to the heart 
and fanned the flames at the heart until the heart flames grew up to the pineal. And then they fanned those up to the top of the head and lit a flame right at the top of the head in the center of the thousand-petal lotus. And they both breathed into it. This brilliant golden energy, brilliant white energy in the form of a flame. And they began sending that out to the thousand-petal lotus, like cleaning every petal and getting it bright and shiny and totally filled with this divine love energy. And then they began circulating, like from the base of the spine, up through the spine, out the top of the head, and around the outside of the body, and back up, so that this energy of these flames, this divine love, was flowing all throughout your body. And you just breathe, inhaling and exhaling, and flowing that energy all through your body. And you form like a, almost like an energy bubble that you're inside of that becomes filled with this divine love. And then you just sit in that and allow yourself to absorb as much of it as you can. So that was one of the things that happened. I guess we should come back now since we're on the radio. <laughs> but when you have time at home, if you listen to it again, you know, take your time with it. I'm saying a lot of things, a lot of these things quickly, but if you are able to kind of be in a meditative space first and then do these things, then just sit in them a while and just allow yourself to take that beautiful energy in and then just just be with it for a little bit. It feels wonderful. It sure does. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Magnificent. But it's it's really quite amazing. It's because um, we left the situation to be open to whatever it is, so we allow whatever uh, needs to come in to come in. So it's always something unexpected and amazing, you know, and always just the perfect thing that we needed for that particular moment in time. Well, this is like making the meditation stay very juicy and wanting to go after it. <laughs> it's an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, really loving and wow. So how has this energy of divine love changed your life and your students as well? Well, I think for me, it's uh, I now feel as though that divine love energy is flowing through me all the time. And when it isn't, I notice it, and it helps me realize something's kind of out of sync, what I need to do to, to get back in balance with that. The students uh, seem much happier. They're less anxious and worried. They have been able to see problems or obstacles in their lives from a broader perspective. And uh, through the work that we've done with the masters and um, also through this process of meditation and introspection, they know how to go inside, get to the source of their own issues energetically and how to work that out for themselves. So it's been a wonderful gift for all of us. Hmm. Well, personally for me, I, I, I personally for me, I experienced when I was with you that the next day that I was able to go back into meditation right away, and then I was being delivered messages that I was able to receive. Um, 
it was very um oh, it was very exciting to be able I almost feel as though I'm hooked up like minute by minute now. Where before, you know, you do your meditation and you weren't hooked up throughout the day, so to speak. You're, you know, you go about your business, but it's like in a minute to minute basis, you're hooked up and you're you're um, accountable for the minutes that you're working, and you can feel the energy, which you know is is really a blessed. Return from the meditation that you. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, I was, love that. Hooked up minute to minute. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it's really gorgeous. Well, people are so lucky in our community that that uh, that you're going to be in Las Gatas. And Chad, uh, what's the name of the center? <laughs> okay, let me let me quickly grab it. Okay, so it's. Um, Oh my gosh! Just a second here. I well, have it. if y'all are familiar with Adam Atman, I think a lot of people there go to him for acupuncture and qigong, and he's opened this beautiful center. I've seen it online, and my sisters go there. It's Los Gatos right. Acupuncture and Qigong Center, and I think a lot of people hold um, qigong and ecstatic dance and meditation. There's a meetup group that has meditation there, and so it's for a variety of things. So that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, and, and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it really is. It's a beautiful center. It's long. It's hardwood floors. It's like nature. <laughs> I don't know if you've been there or not, but it feels like nature inside. It's just gorgeous what Adam has done with his his uh, lovely facility, his Qigong center. And it has all the hours vibration. What hours is it going to be held? It's on Sunday, June 15th from 1 to 5. And what we're going to do is have the Divine Love download first, and my little sister Darby, who lives there, and my sister Mimi, they're going to help serve refreshments. And then the second half of the workshop will be uh, opening the heart. And this will be a meditation and introspection workshop. And what, what the way that came about is that once I started communicating with these masters, they gave me certain things they wanted me to do. And the first thing they wanted me to do was quit my job. <laughs> but it took me a while to do that. Then they wanted me to go to Hawaii for a month, which I haven't done yet, but they said it was very important to do that, to build these energies in, in me. So hopefully I'll get to do that soon. But the other thing was to write a series of books, which I haven't done yet, but I'm kind of starting on it. And the first one they wanted to be called Opening the Heart. And so in questioning them, them about what does that mean, um, I've been given all this information about opening the heart that I've been presenting in workshops. And basically the meditation and introspection is bringing in the energy of divine love with certain topics and working with the participants in the workshop with that energy of divine love, and this one in particular to open the heart. And what they mean by opening the heart is to um, that an open heart is a space that we are in where we have this divine love energy flowing freely throughout all of our bodies, fully expressing without any restriction or limitation. 
And if you mm. think about if all of us were doing that, wow, what a happy world we would live in. We would all be expressing exactly who we are, living the life we're here to live, ex- uh, sharing our gifts without, you know, anger or self-doubt or, you know, anything that's blocking us from becoming who we really are. So in the Opening the Heart workshop, we're using that energy of divine love to clear out energetically any blockages in our being that might be preventing us from expressing completely and fully who we are. Uh, Dana, uh, I was going to say, is there a way that people can connect with you and they could ask for tickets prior or is there a phone number they can call you or your website actually teachingsofthemasters.com can they go there and yes, pull up a and they flyer can register online there's also my email address which is dana at teachingsofthemasters.com and um they um, they can register or they can email me and I can get back to them with information or they can just show up on Sunday. They can also register at the door. And I'm just charging $30 for this workshop, but I'd like to invite whoever is listening to this program if you would like to come. I would rather have a gazillion people there and, and teach them for free, which I actually would do. But people seem to not want to come to something that's free. They think it's not very valuable. <laughs> but what I'd like to do is give you a $10 discount. If you've heard this uh, show and this is what inspired you to come, tell us that when you register and we will give you a $10 discount. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity not only for meditation, but just for sitting in that energy, receiving that energy, having a good time, meeting some people. And uh, it's just, um, I didn't realize it was Father's Day. But anyway, if you're a father, once you visit with your kids, bring your kids, it should be a a wonderful um, spiritual experience for you. Okay, great. Do you know the the address of Adam's? Yes, I do. It's 761 University Avenue, and it's Suite A in Los Gatos, California. So, um, again, it's the Los Gatos Acupuncture and Qigong Center, 761 University Avenue, Suite A, Los Gatos, um, California. And by the way, there is a phone number there, and I'm not sure on Sunday that you'll, if you call in advance, Adam might be there to answer, but it's 408 476 9799. But again, if you go to uh, Dana's website, teachingsofthemasters.com, and um, and you can go there. There's a workshop flyer in there that you can pull up. Also, uh, if you email her, Dana. D-A-N-A at teachingsofthemasters.com and I'm sure she'll she'll answer you. Yes, I will. I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, let's see. Where do we go from here? Well, I wondered if you might want me to share some personal experiences that I've had with the Masters. Oh, yes. Is that something you'd want to know? Okay. Yes, I was um, going to ask well, that. <laughs> well, you know I live in Oklahoma City. So in the aftermath of the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995, the meditation community here was very active. Uh, We right away started getting in groups meditating, sending light and positive energy to the bomb site. And in our meditations, we were asking for peace and calm and healing and for things to go smoothly and for everyone to know how to do their job. And a lot of people were lining up donating blood. So we imagined this golden light of love of the Christ, of, of the divine, going into the baths of blood that were used for transfusion so that whoever received the blood was getting this healing 
healing energy in the blood. Well, I was with the group meditating the day after the bombing, and this was my first experience of actually seeing and encountering and uh, experiencing Mother Mary. Uh, What I saw was her as large as the building, with her arms stretched out encircling the entire scene of destruction. And she was, it was as if she was inhaling all of the destruction into her heart, and she was absorbing all of the hurt and pain and suffering, especially like the little kids. She was like bringing them all up into her heart. And what she was sending back out was this energy of love and compassion. And I just couldn't help but begin to sob. I have never experienced anything like that feeling of the love and compassion that was present uh, during that time. And I made a vow right then that I wanted to be the type of person who could be filled with that much compassion and understanding. And to me, that is the sacred heart, taking in this tremendous amount of pain and suffering, sort of transmuting it and sending it back out as pure love and compassion. Wow. Did the community, um, after you were working with the community, uh, did you feel a a calmer presence? Yeah, we noticed it right away. And I don't know, you know, you might not have noticed because you might not have been as uh, attuned to it as we were. Obviously, that was the only thing we were doing for months. But um, right away, we noticed that it went from chaos to everyone knew exactly what they were to do. It just went right away very smoothly. All the emergency rooms, all the transport of people, all the recovery efforts, everything just started going like clockwork. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but that was what we were putting in there, is peace, calm, healing, and smooth organization. So, Have you worked with other disasters? Uh, no. It, well, actually, yes. <laughs> we have a lot of tornadoes here. <laughs> I guess oh, I should okay. say no. Yes, we have a lot of tornadoes here. In fact, my house has been hit twice. So, yes, I guess we're kind of in that in that mode. We have a group of meditators, and whenever there's anything big going on, we always get together and try to do a meditation around that. We call it a service class. We try to send positive energy into the event and ask for all the helpers to come, you know, send as much loving, healing light into the event as we can. And we always um, try to hold whatever is happening with the people up in this golden energy of love and ask for everything to be resolved for the good of all concerned, and that everyone receive um, exactly what they need. So I was going okay. to share a couple of other stories if you want me to. Sure. Um, One was with my teacher, Audley, and part of our school, it's called the Lamplighting Path, and that is because it's a lineage of teachers, and part of the way the lineage is passed on is that the teacher actually takes a part of their consciousness out of what we call their Godhead. It's like a brilliant white light. It's like the immortal part of yourself, and they bring that down and place it in the crown chakra of the student when they're ready, and they, they light a light there. And by doing that, you are energetically connected in consciousness to your teacher. It's kind of like the Olympic torch. It gets passed down, you know, from teacher to student and on down the line. So I feel very connected with him because of that. But um, a few years ago, my husband, Mike, uh, died suddenly. Uh, He had been at work on a Thursday, and he died on a Sunday of pneumonia. So it was quite unexpected. He was 53 
And I was, uh, you know, so grief-stricken that really I was having difficulty functioning or doing anything, going to work or really doing anything. I was just so overwhelmed with grief. But I was trying to meditate and go inside and get what help that I could. And um, what I experienced looked like Niagara Falls. It was just like I felt like that was representing my grief, that there was just so much of it that if I were to tap into any of that grief, that I would just be crushed in the rushing water, you know, down to the rocks below. And I knew that I needed to release some of that grief because I just couldn't function, but I was so afraid that I wouldn't survive the experience. But oddly came in in my meditation, and what he said was, go into the falls. No, many, no matter how many times you go under, I will pull you out and place you back on the shore. Oh, wow. And what Makes he had said, said to me at the time of the fourth initiation, he actually says it to all his students, is that we will be together for eternities of eternities of eternities until you no longer want or need me, and then we will serve together as brothers and sisters in God's great kingdom. Mm. Wow. What so a beautiful story. The, the falls were, were actually washing away your grief. Yeah. So who exactly is Audley? Um, he was my teacher here in Oklahoma, and he um, he died in 88, I think, but I met him when I was in college. And... Um, a bunch of us from OU, the University of Oklahoma, we found out he was lecturing at the YMCA downtown. And so we were like, oh, we want to go meet a real-life guru. You know, we're like 2021. 20, so we go to meet him. We're expecting this, you know, Indian guru. Well, he was just a regular person with these wild clothes on. And uh, But what he said made a lot of sense to me. And he had actually traveled the world, studied with a lot of different teachers, and he um, ended up, uh, teaching for a number of years, establishing this school. But I have to say that he was a genius and a, a sought guru and just a master of so many different things. And even my students now, when we're in class, they will see him. He'll come to them and he'll help them with things. He'll say, I never met Audley, but he came in my meditation and this is what he said or this is what he did or I saw his face or whatever. So he's just filled with love and and service. His big thing was service. He would say, service is the rent you pay for your space on earth. That's perfect. <laughs> He's all about what you what you learn, you share. You teach other people how to do it. Wow. He never took any money for what he taught, and neither did his teacher. They just asked for donations. So. Well, from a lady from deeply involved in microscopic. Uh, <laughs> scoposity of cells to <laughs> connecting with spirituality and, and the depth of of the soul. I mean, it's like you have, you know, immersed yourself in this glorious education that has bring brings such life to people. Um, you know, well, it's thank just you. Yeah, really we- awesome. After we talked, I was trying to think, well, what, you know, who am I, what am I about, why am I doing this? And really what I came up with is I've been doing this my whole life, and it's been a lot of hard work. I've, I've spent, you know, twice a week going to meditation classes, reading, studying, while I was also in school and working, you know, to healing touch and Reiki and um, uh, oneness, blessing giver. I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time and effort in this spiritual arena. 
so it, it's not like I just woke up one day and I had this insight. It's been a lot of hard work, but I'm I'm reaping the benefits of it now. Is the way that I work, uh, the way that I look at. It. I think a lot of us on the planet now are reaping what we have been sowing. We're, we're claiming the rewards for all of the hard work and effort we have put into our lives and working on our sole purpose and trying to be, you know, the best people that we can be and learn as much as we can about spirit and what we're here for and how to do it the best way possible. Yeah, delivering it, though, we're right now in, in the teaching mode, and it's so precious. Um, you know, we we really want to thank you for for all the work that you went through. <laughs> now, do, do you have relatives that live uh, in uh, the San Jose area, Las Gatos area? I do. I have two sisters. Yeah, so I'm going to go visit That's them. They're a, very loving there's and supportive. A re- there's a reason be- behind my question. Um, uh-huh. The reason why I'm asking is, well, you'll be coming out more than just this time. Exactly. I was sort of hoping to come out like maybe once a quarter if there were people that were interested and we could delve further into this. You know, once we kind of get it going, I thought then we could just keep adding to it because it's such a wealth of information. Just one of those beings has so much information, but with all of them, it's just kind of overwhelming everything they have to share. Wow. Well, um, the next time you come out, uh, well, I have to keep in connection with you because um, there's a. I live. I live outside of the San Jose area. I live above, above Sacramento. And okay. I'm sure, the people up here, the people up here, would love to uh, actually feel your you know what you're doing and and it just sounds wonderful i would like to share you <laughs> okay <laughs> well and what what i've tried to do with the website because i also thought well if i just go visit someplace and they just get a really a touch of this i may not see them again but so i tried to design the website where it's user friendly and i've re- i've put on there hard copy lectures audio recordings of lectures and meditations and there's one whole section that's meditating with the masters that you can click on when you have time and listen to those meditations or those lectures then there's another section the soul growth and development that would be our lectures and meditations from the yoga studio and the unity church so i'll keep adding all the time i add different ones so just keep checking back and i'm hoping to do some uh, webinars or maybe some telephone conferences on meditation so just keep checking back and all that's that way you'll know what's coming up that you might be a part of i did want to share a couple of things with everybody here at the end if i have just a minute or so to do that Yes. Is that okay? Um, yes. First off, I want everyone listening to know you are not alone, that there are numerous helpers, teachers, angels, guides, divine beings, ascended masters, as well as your own divine self, soul, and counsel who are there for you and always have your best interests at heart. So you don't have to work this path all by yourself. Ask for their assistance, and you'll be amazed at this help that you get. The second thing I wanted to share is that you can learn to tune in to your own self and access your own body and your own energy fields and learn to maintain harmony and balance. And you can learn how to clean and clear and release old patterns that no longer serve you so that you can feel healthy, happy, and joyful. Sometimes that seems impossible, but there's an easy way to do that, especially when you start asking for assistance and you meditate in this energy. And the third thing I wanted to share is that it seems to me that at this time on the planet, the veils between dimensions are becoming very thin. 
And we have so much love and support coming to us from all over the universe, just pouring into the planet to help us so that you can accomplish more this lifetime than you could have ever imagined. You can clean and clear and resolve past conflicts and complete unfinished business from previous lifetimes. You can heal all aspects of yourself and integrate all of you into a whole perfected being full of love, peace, and joy. And you can fully express who you are and become enlightened. And it's all entirely possible this lifetime. Hmm. Oh, thank you so much. We're out of time. Well, thank you so much. I've loved visiting with you all, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, we look forward to this visit, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Taz and Paula. Oh, you're You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.